0: You're listening to Women on the Edge. In the previous episode of our two-part music and health special, we spoke to Danny Whittacomb about his life as a musician and as a cancer survivor, and about how vulnerable musicians and creative professionals are when faced with health issues and injuries. In this final episode, we'll take you on a musical tour as we sample some incredible music and performance you would now find in probably the most overlooked concert halls in Brisbane. I speak of the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital lobbies and stairwells we speak to the founder and curator of stairwell project music and hospitals peter breen and with some of brisbane's best local musicians who are part of this campaign to elevate the role of musicians in the health sector as they help care for the ill and the vulnerable the love hate relationship of music and health on z digital
1: This is the co production of Radio four E B and Four Triple Z.
0: Welcome to Women on the Edge here on Digital. I'm Celeste McIntosh. Today we'll be joined by Peter Breen, the founder of the Arts Community Jugglers Art Space. As an artist and creative arts therapy practitioner himself, he has developed projects to engage the youth in the arts and has directed and managed various art installation projects, including ones with the Queensland Rail, the Brisbane City Council, and award-winning work such as the Mary Ellis Prize for Drawing in 2011. In 2015, he co-founded and now curates the Stairwell Project Music in Hospitals. We'll chat with Peter and with some of the finest musicians we have in Brisbane to talk about the Stairwell Project and their campaign to have the role of musicians recognized in the health sector. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So the song we just played was uh, "Forge Ahead by Lachlan Hawkins, who I believe is one of the featured artists in the Stairwall Project. Is that right?
2: That is right. Yeah.
0: So how is it going? So you now you're, you're, you're rolling it out at the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital here in Brisbane. Where else are you doing it? How is it going now?
2: It's going exceptionally well. Um, we had a bit of a hiatus for a few months, but at the moment it's... All systems go. We've got musicians in the cancer ward, we've got musicians in the foyer and in the stairwell of the Royal Brisbane. We haven't expanded it to any other hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made... We've had people approach us from Prince Charles and from the PA, but they've they've stopped, mainly because there's been no interest to fund the project and, and really that's the only thing. But the actual... It feels as if we're on a roll, but the actual number of musicians involved has... Quite remarkable. The, well, it's actually very small, but the impact is, I think, quite remarkable. Mm.
0: Fantastic. Well, I know this idea is relatively new to a lot of people, even to those who are who are here in Brisbane. And you've been doing this for for more than a year now, a couple of years. At couple least. of years. Yeah, we started launched... about
2: June 2015.
0: So, can you tell us exactly what inspired you to do this?
2: Oh, it's a bit multi-layered, but I'm a radiographer by profession as well as the other. That you mentioned in the introduction and uh, i used to use the stairwell at the hospital just to go to work it's i think 10 floors and there was a time there when i was reflecting on the impact of work for staff and that's how it really started how are we going as staff members how do we self-care best and i knew the impact of music on my soul and i've done some work as you said in creative arts therapies and got music in my family my sister's a music therapist I'd known about the Hush Foundation, and just one day the idea came, why don't we see if we can do something in this stairwell and in this hospital. And I'd also been exposed to Paint It Red, where I met a whole lot of absolutely amazing young people and young musicians. So that all those things came together in an idea, and that's how it began. So the next step was to send a letter to the hospital. And uh, fortunately, I had someone who was very positive. In fact, everybody's positive, because it went to the executive director, Uh, and she had been involved in being the head of the cancer care services before she was appointed to the directorship and so it's really been open doors the whole way through
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are more familiar with like one time benefit concerts, you know, um, and, and obviously you have a long term vision for the Stairwell Project. But was it easy to get people like partners or other musicians to commit to a long term initiative such as the Stairwell Project?
2: Um... I always made sure I didn't ask for long-term commitment. Okay. because uh, there was a number of reasons. I suppose one of the main ones was uh, there are a number of reasons. One was everybody has a life. Musicians have a life, they wanted to make a life for themselves. Many of them were either students or graduating students from the Queensland Conservatorium, or they were teachers or lecturers, and I understand that this is only one part of their life. So that was one issue. The other issue was the matter of, of funding it, and I didn't have anything to offer. So I was calling on people to give, to be generous with time and expertise, and then thirdly, within an environment that was unusual. It mm. wasn't a fixed audience. It wasn't in a it wasn't in Cupac, it wasn't in a jazz venue, it was in a hospital with moving with the moving audience.
0: Well I'm sure everyone wants to hear and learn from your experiences, Peter. So we'll continue our chat later with Peter Breen about the Stairwell Project music in hospitals and what's involved in planning every performance. We'll also be joined later by some of Stairwell Project's talented musicians to talk about their experiences and observations of people's behavior during their hospital performance. How do people, particularly patients, connect with them and react when they are at their most vulnerable? We'll be back after this break.
3: Have a disability? Do you love radio and have a passion you'd like to tell people about? Community Radio 4 Z holds monthly radio groups with people with a disability in the community. If you live on the north side, you can join our group at the Nunda Activity Centre, and on the south side, we're at the West End Community House. Check out the website of the Ability Radio Project to find out more. That's abilityradioproject.wordpress.com The Ability Radio Project it's a project of Community Radio for Triple Z.
4: I'd like to write a song about color. I saw
1: color. Digital Brisbane's Independent Community Radio.
0: on Women on the Edge with Celeste McIntosh. We continue our conversation with Peter Breen of the Stairwell Project Music in Hospitals. Also joining us in the show are some seriously talented Brisbane musicians. We got members of the band Milton Mango. We got Andrew Saragossi on sax, Zach Sakruski on upright bass, and Ben Shannon on drums. Welcome, guys. And also joining us is um, Monica Loth, who plays low brass and trombone. And we also got percussionist Anna Cole. All of them are part of the Stairwell Project. Welcome to the show, guys. How long have you been doing some work with uh, the Stairwell Project, by the way? I'm quite curious.
5: I pretty much started when the project started with the um, original kind of core group of musicians. And Andrew joined us a little bit after that, kind of came as a guest and then became kind of very permanent in terms of how we were playing. Ben started doing some tabla work in the stairwell as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
5: yeah, it's kind of been moving on ever since.
0: Okay. What about you, Anna and uh, Monika? How long have you been doing some work with the stairwell project?
1: I joined a little later in... 2016, I think, the start of 2016, um, because they started in 2015. Um, And I I brought the big vibraphone in, Mm -hmm. um, and we tried it in a few places, and it seemed to have worked out really well.
0: So, would you care to share some of your favorite moments and interactions with the staff, perhaps, or some of the patients? I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to to find out the sort of reactions that you get. You, yeah, you want to start, Andrew?
6: We've had a couple of really kind of heartwarming experiences in in the jazz group that plays in in the in the foyer of the hospital because it's kind of, um, I guess, a less want to say threatening place to play music in the hospital space just because you know you get all different kinds of people you get patients coming in the morning you get staff members coming in the morning so often people are just happy to see some music because it's Mm. just such a rare thing you get going into work or going into a place like the hospital where you know you might have to be be dealing with a family member's illness or, or your own illness but probably my favorite two memories about playing with the stable project Firstly, there was one morning, so we have a jazz trio that plays out, out in the foyer, and this old fellow comes out just, just to listen, and, and he's just really digging it, and he comes up to us and he goes, oh, you know, I actually used to, used to play drums um, it, down in Melbourne, and um, we were just like, oh. Do you want to? Do you want to play? Oh, so yeah, yeah wow. he gets on the kit. He's in his in his uh, in his gown, and he's <laughs> wow, you know, I, I didn't actually find out what he was in there for, but um, you know, he just got on the kit, and you could just see his face light up, and it's just like, oh, I get to do this again, and like, and, and what a place I get to do it, you know, mm-hmm. in, in this time where it's supposed to, you know, I'm I'm kind of down on my luck, I'm in the hospital, and he just gets to do the thing he loves to do, right? And he was just so appreciative. Of, of just to listen to us but then to get to play he was he yeah. was ecstatic and that's actually happened twice we've had had two drummers that, in that exact same situation and that's been awesome and then the other time was uh kind of a more somber time i guess we were just again just playing in, in the entry this guy come up to us and he was just really really distraught and you could just see on the look of his face he just wasn't having a good time he comes up to us and he just goes my my, my wife's in in the hospital and we're not sure if she's gonna pull through or not and can you guys just play something happy? I just want to hear something happy. So we, we, I can't remember what song we played. I think it was All of Me, which is just a really nice jazz standard. He basically just kind of nodded off and went into this other place. And it was really, really special. It was really emotional. It was actually just me and Zach that morning. Wow. Um, and afterwards, he kind of just broke into tears. And then we, we kind of broke into tears and we just kind of gave him a big hug. Hmm. And then his, his family arrived and kind of gave him the support he needed as well. But, again, just those kind of situations where people are actually really, really appreciative of, of what we're doing um, and can change how they're feeling in, in like, really difficult moments. And then there's also just, just the regular, like, every day, someone just, you know, putting a smile on their face when, when they're walking into the hospital for to go to their job or something. And that's also uh, really rewarding for us mm. as well.
0: Do you find that you play differently in, in that setup in at the hospital as to when you play at the jazz club, Zach?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I can't really speak for can't really speak for everyone else mm. here because this is kind of like a bit of a personal checklist, but um, when we play at the hospital, I like to think of it as an exercise and being able to kind of, you know, play to the space and playing to, I guess, people. So, for example... Um, any kind of ailment. So, say for example, someone who's blind has a heightened sense of hearing due to that circumstance. Oh, yes, course, it would then be yeah, callous of us to be playing, you know, jazz at full volume mm-hmm. within the space of very, very, you know, lively acoustics, because that would then, you know, provide an inconvenience and provide maybe pain mm-hmm. instead of the healing that we're intending right. to do. So that's just one example of many of how we've had to kind of constantly adapt our playing styles and constantly adapt our repertoire in order to, you know, make the best possible result of the circumstance we're in at the moment.
0: Hmm. What about you, Anna? Do you find that whenever you play, you know, you get a consistent reaction from the people that you you play to?
1: Um, I definitely agree with Zach. You you play to the space and the the people that pass you by and and you can kind of tell in the the steps or the way they kind of um, behave and how they feel that day. Um, and so you kind of try and play to assist that, and in, in what your space, especially because we we started off in the stairwell, and then we went to the foyer cafeteria where the more the public areas, and then now we've also gone to the cancer ward and the outpatients mm. area where it's an in, in incredibly delicate kind of space, and you don't you don't want to play too loud or right. too, too yeah. much, um, mm. and you want to make sure they feel good. because I mean most of the time it's quite a down area, and you want to make sure it's it's just right but you never really know and you have to keep adjusting but like mainly the reaction is quite positive mm. um but it is a you have to improvise as you go and be aware of your surroundings all the time yeah mm. so how do you decide on what
0: music to play i mean do you find that there are certain songs that uh, generally appeal do you have a, like a, a default set that you play at the hospital what about you monica
3: um, so we're playing up at the top of the stairwell as a trauma trio. It started as a quartet, but it actually ended up being too loud, just mm. because it carried down to about the third or second floor. And for, so for the higher floors, it was as soon as they opened the door, it was you know really inconvenient. So mm-hmm. we made it down to three, and we have to constantly be conscious of not playing too loud, even though some of it, it's such a nice space. It's like a church, right. so you want to you want to make it ring, but you have to be really conscious. Okay, but it's just all about making sure that it's like the, the music we're playing is chorales and church music or vocal tunes written right. out for trombone and sometimes if we play a minor one it sounds a bit sad so we have to make sure that everything we play is in a major key or it ends on a major key so when you leave the last note it doesn't sound so down and (laughs) sad (laughs) and
0: i I understand some of you brought your gear with you Uh, i was Mm -hmm. wondering if you can indulge us with some live performance today
5: yeah absolutely Uh, Oh,
0: fantastic Uh, ladies and gentlemen performing to you live with their single fork in the world of soup from their new album stress to impress here is milton man go live on Z Digital.
7: digital, for fm.org.au The Brisbane Domestic Violence Service is a free and confidential service for people in the Brisbane metropolitan area who are affected by domestic violence. The service supports all family members, same-sex couples, and others. They provide a range of services, including information and referral, crisis support, practical assistance, advocacy, counseling and emotional support whether over the phone, online or by visiting in the home or at a safe place in the community. For more information, please call during business hours on 3217 2544 or visit www.bdvs.org.au. You're listening to Women on the Edge on Zed Digital
0: Digital. Z-Z. You're on Women on the Edge with Celeste McIntosh. Welcome back. Just before the break, we heard a sharp performance from Milton Mango. They just released their album Stress to Impress. They play regularly around Brisbane and are part of the Stairwell Project, music and hospitals. We continue our chat with Peter, Monica Loth, and Anako and the rest of Milton Mango from the Stairwell Project to talk about their work as part of this healing therapy, performing for people at hospitals. So I've recently read a local Brisbane musician share a very personal post on her Facebook page about having to go through some personal struggles. And this is for anyone who was going through the same thing as she, she did. And she recommended that they find creative avenues, such as a, an inclusive uh, open mic night, to, to express themselves and find support from other musicians who might be going through the same things. I know that you all do this professionally, but did you ever feel like this project is doing more for you than you actually helping someone else in the healing
3: process? Um, it's helped me a fair bit, just because there's not too much trombone playing in Mm. brisbane like if you want to play in a specific small group in that sort of setting there's not very many opportunities unless you do it yourself Mm. and if it's something that you're setting up yourself you have to have people that are as committed as you are Mm. um so it's been really nice you know every week if we if we're all free to just go and play try swap parts see like it's just a really good opportunity to play and you know, if you don't have if you have a big hiatus of not playing, it's, it's quite sad because you know you work so hard and then there's
7: nothing to do. So mm. I actually really enjoy just playing a lot.
0: Yeah. What about you, Ben? Yeah, yeah. likewise with
7: Manika, I really enjoy um, just playing that feeling of playing and giving back, giving. Mm. Um, I suppose my um, my talents I have with music or, or whatever kind of thing. I, I really enjoy uh, giving back where I can um, and sharing the the music I make um, more specifically in the in the stairwell on the tablet. Mm-hmm. And it's just so satisfying to see um, everyone's reactions and, and really try to play accordingly to the situation and what's happening, whether it be sort of staff members I might play a little bit faster to help them up the stairs, up and down the stairs. I know they really appreciate that. Um, or there might be, um, I had an example the other week, Some, some an older couple were sort of slowly working their way down the stairs, and I played a bit of a slow kind of um, kind of groove to accompany them, and they, they said they really appreciated that, and that made them not think about the fact that they were going down some stairs. So that, was, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, just really satisfying that you don't really get that feeling a lot in terms of that you're really giving back immediately, um, and you can see the reaction in real time, and, and then how you see that reaction. you kind of um, dictates what you're going to do next and it's very reactionary sort of thing and quite a personal sort of process so yeah it's it's quite awesome and there's nothing really really like it um, I've never been a part of so I'm really grateful to be a part of such an awesome project and have someone like Peter at the helm to right. steer the ship yeah.
0: so yeah. <laughs> so Anna would you care to share this research that your friend did on the effects of community music therapy can you tell
1: us about that? Uh, So Jodie O'Brien was a part of the Stairwa project. Mm -hmm. Um, She also started um, in the earlier stages. And unfortunately, she left us to do her Master's in Music Therapy Mm. in Sydney um, because she always had a passion about uh, music and health together. And in her honours research at the Queensland Conservatorium, Griffith University, last year in 2016, she focused her research on community musicians, um, specifically in areas such as the hospital and how their playing in those areas affected their well-being rather than the surroundings, which is incredibly um, uh, rare research because it's always about the the audience and the patients rather than the musicians themselves. Um, And she focused on the jazz trio um, in the hospital and observed uh, their playing and how it affected them and how um, they felt and she would... Uh, interview them as well and um, what I recall is they had amazing stories to tell and um, yeah, it was great, great research she did um, and she compared that with the Hush um, Foundation mm. as well and um, and it was, yeah it, it displayed amazing research that as musicians um, we gain so much more and, and our well-being does get affected and I can say so myself, um, playing there you just feel better and, and when you communicate with the community and you feel like you're in the community as well, it Feels really really good, and when you get to talk to some of the employees, and they tell you they play music too, and hmm. and as, apart from them, their everyday job as well, and, and it's definitely um, an amazing feeling, and you just feel that so much better, and um, and it really affects the way you play music in that area as well. So okay. yeah. So, yeah, really good research.
0: That's fantastic. Peter, you are no stranger to um, creative healing and therapy because you've studied it yourself. So do you find that this kind of initiative, music therapy, if you may call it, creates a new value for the stakeholders in an institution such as the Royal Brisbane Hospital? Do you think there are any practical benefits to the institution?
2: So the practical benefit of the music through the sterile project in the hospital is multifaceted. And uh, in terms of what is the overall effect, how does it affect staff, how does it affect the, if you like, the clinical nature of what's done in the hospital, um, it depends on where you're coming from. If you're coming only... F- this is, I guess, a more of a, a look at the base of medical science, which is all about um, getting people... Into the hospital, uh, getting them diagnosed, treated, and then out again. Mm. Now you can look at that economically, or you can look at it from a whole range of a whole range of areas. But uh, one of the things you want to have is make sure people are leaving better than they came in. Mm. Um, but you're wanting to make sure the staff are feeling okay. And having worked in hospitals myself, I know the pressure that it can be, and it is sometimes immense. Uh, Particularly, for example, if you're in a trauma situation, you're part of a team. Mm. Now, the whole area of when you're the carer, the carer needs to make sure that he or she self-cares. So how do you self-care within the environment? And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is that we we need to create environments and staff environments that are actually... Healthy that are not toxic and it is easy because there's so many people working in a hospital for personalities and pressures and administration to lead to some levels of toxicity that are healthy. Mm. Well, we all know about that. Mm. So music we know is in itself without having to analyze it, without having to do a therapy analysis of the effect this has had on you, we know it itself has some kind of voice to our soul that at the right place at the right time with the right resonance with the right acoustics with the right repertoire can create a greater feeling of happiness a greater feeling of wellness without wanting to use that rather overused term. Um, So I, I actually think that what needs to happen is that music in the hospitals like we do and expanding the idea needs to be a part of the values of the hospital, mm-hmm. the values of medical treatment. It's not only that I go in there to get my hip x-ray, right. but it needs to be that while you're there, there's another element. And we believe in this as much as anaesthetics, as much as surgery, as much as cancer treatment. Music is a part of it. It's not So we fund music for the staff and for the patients.
0: Right. Well, a few, a few days ago you mentioned something about the model of the Hush Foundation and its kindness yeah. campaign. Yes. Can you tell us briefly about that?
2: Well, the Hush Foundation is quite a remarkable organisation started by Dr Kath Crock 17 mm-hmm. years ago from the Royal Children's in Melbourne. And it's really the same idea that we've leapfrogged off their idea mm-hmm. and that is that music... Has a huge effect on recovery and in being in patients, particularly for children, mm. which is what the Hush Foundation is all about. Um, and then from that, has Dr. Crocker's developed this conference around kindness. Right. I see music as a nonverbal kindness. Um, what would you call it? Something that's nonverbal, but it's kind. Or it creates kindness by Mm-mm. being itself. But When you're under pressure, it's actually easy to feel overwhelmed so that you cease to be as kind as you could be. Right. So her push is let's think about how can we be kind to each other as staff and at the top level is the whole issue of bullying, which is a horrible situation in any workplace. And so she's saying things like just take a breath. So simple, just stop for a moment. And I did some... Um, in-house clinical development when I was a radiographer, just very short ones with staff. And I, I, one of the sessions I spoke about was, I called it Five Minutes of Loving, mm-hmm. and it was when you're with a patient, take a little bit longer with the patient because having an X-ray or having an ultrasound or having an MRI is can be quite intimidating. Just take a little bit longer to look the patient in the eye or use appropriate uh, mm-hmm. contact or actually ask them how they're feeling. So all of that is part of this kindness value that needs to be included, and that's where I see the music fitting in.
0: We'll continue our conversation with the team of The Stairwell Project, Music and Hospitals. In the meantime, here's a track from the album Stress to Impress, here's Unexpected Virtues. You're on Digital with Celeste McIntosh. That was Unexpected Virtues by Milton Mango from their album Stress to Impress. You're on Women on the Edge with Celeste McIntosh, joined by Peter Breen, the curator of the Stairwell Project Music in Hospitals, talking about the kindness campaign that inspires him to do this initiative. So, Peter, I know it takes a lot of work to get the Sterile project and similar programs like this going, especially that you have a long-term vision for this one. So what exactly are the organisational needs of the Sterile project?
2: Well, the organisational needs are, first of all, to actually strategize a long-term vision, mm-hmm. and I would see that we'd need to plan for five years. Then we would need to plan for staffing and leadership, and that would be around curation and overall management. Then there would be musicians and I want to sort of double back there because I really think that musicians and artists should come before management but I said management first Mm. because that's what's required to get the thing going. Mm. And one of the things that often happens in the arts is that administration and bureaucracy seem to benefit before Mm. the musicians and the artists so I'm all about the other way around however if we're talking about strategy we need to have management we need to have a curator and then the next thing we need to have is a change of values within the hospital system within Queensland Health that they actually see that this is essential not just Mm. an add-on it's essential so we're talking about changing the DNA Mm. and the last thing is once that happens or before that happens we either have a partner with a corporate or we partner with government where funding is allocated every year where I don't have to be constantly wondering about who's going to fund this next and whether we actually have to keep on playing pro bono.
0: Yeah, well, since we're talking about kindness, so I was just... <laughs> I'm curious. Is there enough kindness in in uh, in Queensland, you know, to, to sort of, like, get enough support for the sustainability of the project since we're talking about that now?
2: There's a lot of kindness in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's an example... Uh, I was sitting in 6A South, the Cancer Ward, with Lockie Hawkins last week and he was playing his hand pan, which is like a Weber, but don't take it out and cook anything on it.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> and he was playing in the ward and to me that was kind of personified like all these guys do, but that to me was an example because this, all of a sudden there were, there were staff coming up and wanting to know how to play it, what was this thing. And then one of the patient's relatives said, I need to go to sleep with this. So I sat down next to him and went to sleep. So that's the kind of people we're looking for who create that sense of support. Is there support in Queensland? Is there kindness in Queensland? Kindness as well, and truly alive in Queensland. But you know what I've found in all of my work in the community is that something happens as soon as you begin, as soon as you say, but we need to fund it. Hmm. Everybody's very, very happy to support it to right. that point. And if you're asking for large amounts of money, which is what this is, and I think to run this at the proper level, at the proper funding, at the Royal Brisbane, you'd need 100000 a year. That's not much money in the scheme of things. Okay. But there's a there's a switch-off so it's ongoing keep the vision alive keep the music going but the other challenge is at what point do we say look we actually can't keep going if you really want this let's sit down and talk and the next thing would be are there benefactors are there people philanthropists within brisbane and in greater brisbane and throughout queensland who like so many others who contribute anonymously to so many wonderful arts projects would say yes i'm in for that and i'll support you for five years or I'll support you one year. Mm. Uh, Are there partners who'd like to do it? Are they willing to put their name up or not put their name up? That's what I'm looking for.
0: Well, if you believe in this cause and you want to help out more musicians to keep initiatives like this going and would like to help or donate, you can visit the Stairwell Project's Facebook page to find out more details and you can contact Peter Breen from there. And similarly, you can also check out the website of Support Act if you also want to help out musicians who, on the other hand, are unable to continue with their livelihood because of some serious illness or injury. You can donate on the website at supportact.org.au. We'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Z Digital. You're on Women of the Edge on Z Digital. So, Peter, you've been quite an inspiration to many creative professionals. You've not only created opportunities for many artists and musicians, but you've created, obviously, created a community to help others. So, what do you have to say to those who are uh, who want to start doing a similar project? Let's say if there's somebody listening to us right now in uh, regional Queensland and would want to sort of like replicate the the kindness campaign that you do here in Brisbane, what do you say to them?
2: I think that's the first thing to to do is to start with the kindness that's in your heart. Everybody has kindness there. Sometimes it's shut down, but just let it bubble up to the surface. And then I think the next thing is to talk to people like me and Dr. Croc from the Hush Foundation if you think that's needed. Then the next thing is to go and begin the conversation with the hospital or with the medical centre. And one of the most important things, however, is to be well organised, to have a clear vision, to have a clear strategy, and to make sure that your musicians have professional expertise. And it does take some time to actually, for example, choose the repertoire that's appropriate, as we've already talked about this morning, and then trial it for a while, which is what we've done. We did, we did a trial for, for a few months to see which kind of music would work. And eventually, if, if there's a resonance and if there's a sense of buy-in by the organisation, by the hospital, you'll begin to see it expand. But if it's poorly thought through... It has to come from the right heart first, of course, but it does have to have a strategy. but if, and so if it's poorly thought through, and if it's a bit random, Uh, and ours is random from time to time, but in in effect it's actually quite organised, then it might fall over. Uh, The other thing is don't worry if if it doesn't get up immediately, but the main thing is the focus on the people who are ill and on the staff. Those two things must go together. And I've learnt that. that I eventually thought, oh, let's go with the staff, and then I thought, well, it's actually the patients, and then Mm. it's the public, and then it's us as the musicians. So it, it works for everybody.
0: Peter Brain, everyone, founder of The Stairwell Project, Monica Loth, Anna Ko, and the members of Milton Mango, Andrew Saragosi, Zach Sakruski, and Ben Shannon. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. We'll leave you with another track from Milton Mango's album, Stress to Impress. Here is Green Eggs and Sam. I'm Celeste McIntosh. Take care, everyone. was produced as part of the Women on the Edge Community Radio Training Group at the Edge State Library of Queensland. It was funded by the Community Broadcasting Foundation and supported by Radio 4EB and 4ZZZ.